Hello, and welcome to episode four of Paving the Way podcast. I am Seth Amoa, a.k.a. Essay. I'm here with Kenny Jean-Louis, a.k.a. KJL, a.k.a. Freaky. This guy. And, <laughs> and I'm also here with someone very special who's all about winning, known in Montreal, Quebec, Canada, North America. Name it, you know. She's all about winning from the get-go, from the moment she stepped on the court. You know, and she's still winning, doing some really good things right now. Uh, we're here with Miss Diana Ross. Merci. Merci. Merci, merci d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Je sais, Seth t'envoie un message directement. T'as dit oui. On apprécie qu'on parle de basketball Québec. Il n'y a pas beaucoup de noms qui viennent avant toi. Donc, merci encore pour d'avoir accepté l'invitation. Non, merci d'avoir pensé à moi pour vrai. Um, I appreciate it a lot. Cool. Uh, good, good. Um, so, yeah, just to start off, you know, I, what I'm sure a lot of people are wanting to know, you know, how did you start playing basketball? Where did it start from? Why don't you play soccer or another sport? You know? <laughs> Honestly, um, so I got to uh, Ecole Secondaire Saint Laurent and um, basically um, there's, it's, it's called Concentration Sport, okay? And Concentration Sport, um, it started the year I got into high school. Um, and I was, my sister and I were probably the last picked and uh, our um, AD at that school used to tell us like, you guys were the last two picks and we're like, you know what, just get them into the, the program. And I think that that's, my luck started that way, honestly. Um, so we started Uncle Sopter's whole spa and um, all, all the girls in my, in my team decided, oh, we want to play basketball, whatever. So, you know, we decided to, to jump in and try out. So I was, I just followed basically my friends and somehow I just, you know, it came, it came with it, you know, the passion came with it and I never stopped. Okay, you can, can you talk about the evolution? Because were you guys winning from the get-go? Because you oh, guys no. won. <laughs> no, can, can, no, can no. you talk about the evolution a little bit? <laughs> hey, listen, I can tell you a game we lost. It was, I think, 94 to 2. Yeah. Oh, went to, oh, yeah, yeah, we lost. Like, and the two-point, like, this girl just chuck up a, a shot, you know, type of thing. Yeah, we, we got smacked so many times, man. Um, and, and honestly, my growth and like, I, I was, I wasn't good in my first two, three years, obviously you just started playing basketball. Right. Um, and I didn't hit a growth spurt yet. I was probably a hundred pounds at that point. Um, super skinny, super small. Um, but I, I, I loved it at that point. I loved it. So I just played, I was watching practices. I was watching people playing. I was just around the ball so much, you know? Um, and so no, we didn't win a lot. Actually, uh, we, my last year at uh, Saint Laurent, we won the La Ligue Civile. Mm -hmm. um, that's the only league we won. And then from when I graduated, they won 10 in a row, provincials in a row, or 11 in a row type of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, my last year in high school, we lost against uh, Centennial by three points. Um, no, actually by two, 47-45 against Centennial. And against girls like Shelby, Yano, Raposo, yeah. and all the girls uh, that went to Vanny afterwards. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to know. I, I want to know something. I want to know. So you're saying you guys weren't winning at Express and all that. Um, so so what was pushing you to, to keep playing if you guys were losing and every year, like, you know, so? Honestly, like, we weren't losing all the time. We were losing, like, probably grade um, seven, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. But then we started winning a bit more, right? So um, we were getting on the map slowly but surely. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a culture, right? At at Saint Laurent, in Miligo, there's there's a culture that you don't really, um, sh you can't really turn your back on, right? Mm -hmm. You know, women's basketball over there, girls' basketball is huge. Um, I think even more so on the women's side than the men's side today. Yeah. 
and whatever Dan Lacasse has done. And, and what kept me around is, um, you know, the, the people, the staff that were there for us, you know, it's as, as crazy that they sound when they coach, <laughs> they're actually great human beings, you know? So um, he, Dan Lacasse, like, gave me so many opportunities as a kid that, you know, I can't thank him enough for today, you know? Wow. So, C'est vrai. C'est vrai. And, no, keep going. And then, like, I was probably, let me say, um, 13 years old, 14 years old. He brought me to the state with him, with his uh, juvie team. And I was in probably grade seven or eight, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was lucky that he brought me. I was probably 100 pounds. He's like, D, you got to bring a pair of extra shorts and a, a t-shirt to wear underneath the jersey because the jerseys are too big for you. So, you know, I was out there and I was like, well, I'm not expecting to play anything. He's like, no, no, you're going to play. So, like, I was lucky. I was really lucky he brought me along with him, you know? He saw was something there, in me. Was there, sure. Yeah, like, why, why would he bring you out of all the... I, I was just always there. Like, there's a practice, I would stay. You know, I would rebound for the girls sometimes. I was just sitting there all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, it was either I was going to play outside, like, in my neighborhood, or I would just, like, you know, hang out at the gym whenever there's practice. Literally just watching. Just watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and what type of workout were you doing to get better from eight till 14, like 14? Um, honestly, I was just copying everyone I was seeing. Like it was like, oh, I like the way that she's shooting the ball. So I'm going to try to shoot the ball that way. Or I, I used to have this tennis ball in my pocket all the time. So that's what like I was dribbling. Like we were allowed to dribble basketball in the hallway, right? So I would dribbling my, my tennis ball all the time. Um, walking on the street, tennis ball all the time. Um, but honestly, like, I, I, I'm, a, I'm an absorber. So every time I see something, I was like, ah, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try to see how she's doing it. And even, like, if I'm not practice, uh, practicing the motion right away, like, I was still thinking about it all the time, right? So, you know, you, you can learn a lot by just watching, simply. Est-ce qu'il euh, y a des personnes dans la NBA que tu écoutais ou dans la WNBA que tu écoutais, que tu regardais? Parce que quand, quand, quand je te vois jouer, euh, tu contrôles le court comme Chris Paul, tu passes la balle comme yeah. Steve Nash, tu shootes comme <laughs> Steph Curry. So, c'est sûr que tu regardais du monde. Est-ce que tu peux me parler un peu ou peut-être que peut c'est juste des personnes de ton coin qu'on ne connaît pas? Comme... Non, non, honnêtement, like, um, obviously Steve Nash was big in the years that, you know, I was at Saint-Germain and I was growing up. And I was not wearing number 13, and you can guess why, right? Steve Nash, right? <laughs> um, that was my time at Salahan. And as I grew, like, I, I fell in love with Chris Ball's game, for sure. Um, and today, I'm a big fan of Dame Lillard. He's, okay. he's just the way he holds himself accountable, just the way he, he plays so confidently. Um, but honestly, just like I said, when I was growing up, I didn't have that many role models. Um, and all I could like stay out of, like all I can do to stay out of trouble is basically just stay in the gym. Okay. And I was just like watching the older girls play. I wouldn't say that they were my role models, but you know, I, I was looking up for something basically. Okay. Around express, uh, I'll say around the time of your express, what time, when did you know, Oh, this is something special that, you know, you got going on and you could actually go somewhere with this around when and how? I think when I was in uh, grade 10 uh no yeah grade 10 grade 10 i was like yeah maybe i can do something with this and even then um grade 11 that's when i was like yeah I, i can actually play college ball you know i didn't even think about college beforehand you know nowadays kids they think about it when they get they get into high school they're like yeah. oh i want to go play college but i i didn't have that dream when i was younger you know i was like yeah, am i gonna what am i gonna do with this like, i didn't have it like an opportunity to dream about it right so mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the kids nowadays are super lucky in that sense because, you know, the exposure and the media and all that, like, it's huge, right? 
Um, so no, I, I really got to see about college, um, maybe grade 10, 11 at most, you know? Okay. So, and, yeah. and when you were, yeah, so around that time, grade 10, I guess when you kind of figured out, oh, I can actually do something with this. Um, Cause I think I was around that time you started took the, that leadership role in yeah. the team. So how was that going from like never playing basketball to now a couple of years later and I have to lead this team to try and, you know, do something with them. And, um, you know what's, yeah. I, and I think that comes with the culture, right? You, you've been, so when you start in a school from grade seven, all the way up, you get to know everyone around the school you get to know the, the staff, you get to, you're, you're more comfortable into the person you're becoming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so honestly, I, I didn't really have a choice to be a leader in, in that sense. Um, I, uh, there's people that were playing on my team that were track athletes. They weren't really basketball players, right? We have Mariam that came in. Um, you guys all know Mariam Sila. I hope she yeah. gets on the podcast one day. Um, Mariam Sila, she, she, she started playing basketball, like, I think two years after I started. So it's like, if I, I, I was a vet at that point, you know? Okay. Um, so if I didn't, I wasn't leading, I, you know, I don't know what I would be doing. I, yeah. I wasn't going to be doing my job, that's for sure. <laughs> and just a quick question, why you decided to go to uh, Momo? I'm sure all the CJEP was recruiting you and why you decided mm-hmm. Momo? Why didn't you come to Vanier? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> or, or Champlain, or Champlain. <laughs> yeah, you know, Champlain was too far. That's for sure. I wasn't gonna go there. Um, but Vanier, Vanier was uh, definitely my top two school, and I lived five minutes from Vanier. Vanier was my dream school. Yeah. You know, I I wanted to go to Vanier so bad. And the women's team uh, was I, good too, you know. Yeah, they were good, and I wanted to go to Vanier so bad when I was younger. Um, so what happened is that I I got you know either Momo or Vanier, and I was like, those are my top two. Um. I was 16 years old at the end. I was a, I'm a late bloomer, right? So I was 16 going into CJEP. Mm-hmm. And I, so May, Mayan at uh, Vanya right now, which is the, she's the AD today. Um, she recruited me heavily. Whereas, you know, the head coach wasn't recruiting me so much. You know, I got probably got a high Diana Ross. That's the only thing I got from the head, head coach. And, you know, at the end of the day, if the head coach is not so interested in you, yeah, it's like, you know, you don't feel so comfortable going there, but um and you know the whole english thing i was 16 years old i was like uh maybe i can't do this english thing you know it's not so confident in myself um but i knew that i wanted to study in english eventually so and i did and i know i did speak english at that time i was like just can i really do the english like studying and all that like i wasn't sure so i i just took the i guess the easy way out mm-hmm. um and went to momo yeah did like did your i guess did your teammates in express kind of influence you also in going to momo no, not at all. Actually, I think I'm the first one to go to Momo at that point. Okay. I was the first one. And when I decided to sign at Momo, um, Tina Pondani, that was uh, at Express back then, she's a few, a couple of years older than me, but she had, I think she signed at Dawson, if I'm not mistaken. And then she transferred to, to Momo. So we got into Momo at the same time. But at that point, no one from, from Express went to Momo yet. Mm. So I was, the, I was the first one to, to go okay. in. And after you signed, um, after you signed your, uh, I guess you're going to Momo that summer. I like to, I want to know. So what did you do that summer to improve so heavily to go? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So I, I played on Team Quebec that summer. So once yeah. again, you know, like the, this kid that doesn't, you know, that that wasn't dreaming about any basketball thing, or you know, wasn't giving myself opportunities. Dan Lacasse was like, Hey D, like uh, you want to go to try Team Quebec trials? I was like, No, okay, let's go. So I, I, I go out there and, you know, I'm clueless. <laughs> this girl's clueless, never, like, never seen all these girls that were there. 
uh, finally made the first second cut, um, ended up making the team. Right by my surprise, I make the team. I'm like, oh, that, this is pretty cool. You know, I was the last name called basically. Jeez. Right. So I was super, super excited about it. And it's a great experience. Right. So I, I was on Team Quebec the whole summer, um, U17, with Mariam as well. Um, and I learned a bunch, you know, playing against the best in Quebec. Um, you, you, you get to practice against them. So you, you improve. Right. Mm-hmm. Can, can you talk a little bit about the difference between high school and CJEP? Like, what oh, was the, the biggest difference? The physicality. It's, it's insane. I, I told you, like I, like, I was 100 pounds back then, but I graduated at 120 pounds. That's nothing, you know? Yeah, it's a, like baby weight, you know? I, I, I basically just had, like, like skin on bones. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as much as I was trying to lift and all that, I was just not gaining weight. But I'm a late bloomer, right? So um, mm-hmm. as soon as I got into, into CJEP, I got pushed around all the time, all the time. You know, after my first year, um, I gained 15 pounds um, of muscles too. Like I, I tried, I started putting some muscles on and stuff like that. I, I, I lifted a bunch, um, but the first year was a struggle year, you know, um, coming into a, a, an environment where, you know, I'm used to, to, to Saint Laurent where there's a lot of immigrants, right? Yeah. A bunch. <laughs> so it's like, I'm, I'm used to, you know, this, this, the whole multicultural thing and I get to, to Momo and I'm like, this is so different, you know? There's like, except me and Tina and another girl um, that are, you know, two black girls, one Asian girl, we, we didn't have that many colors, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a culture that is different. The, the people are super nice regardless, you know, but I wasn't used to it, you know? Like I was probably, we, we were the only that didn't have parents coming to games either. And that makes you feel some type of way in a sense, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, when you're at Saint Laurent, like no parents come around. So it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like <laughs> we're like the other kids and you go somewhere else and it's like, shit like this is this is different yeah you know? so, how, so how, how did you stay motivated um oh, yeah. honestly i i just i just wanted to be the best like we got smacked so hard in the first year i think we finished sixth in the season we just squeezed into the playoff um we just squeezed into the playoff and we lost against Bani in the first round at trois rivières mm-hmm. and I remember this till till this day, man. Listen, like we got into the locker room and that, that year I was starting too. So the first half of the year I wasn't starting, the second half I was starting. Like I, I was starting to build something, but I, I made a bunch of mistakes. Like the coach just let me out there and try to, you know, teach me something. But I, I like I had many turnovers. I was like a machine back then. <laughs> um, but I was trying to hold myself, you know, like so we go and we play in the playoffs, we get smacked by Vanny, I think. We come out and in the locker room. The girls, like after the, the whole speech, some of the girls got bottles and start drinking. And I'm like, yo, I'm from Express. We don't do this thing. Like we get mad for like three weeks and we don't talk to each other. Like, you know, yeah. like my, th- my thing about winning, it's like, yo, you don't just celebrate after, mm-hmm. you know, but for them, it's a, their way to, you know, um, really, so, yeah. you know, yeah, to, to, to go through that, 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 that grief of losing or whatever, you know, like that's their own way to deal with the loss. But mine, it wasn't like that. So I got out the locker room and I saw Dan Lacaz there at that point and I started crying. He's like, what's wrong with you? I was like, yo, these girls don't care. Like they just start drinking. And I, he just made me think, be like, they don't, they don't have, they don't, they have nothing to lose. Like you have everything to lose at this point. Right. So you, you guys don't play for the same reasons here. And from that on, like from that moment on, I just, I just realized like, this is a different game for me. You know, mm-hmm. this is my life at this point. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I wanted, I needed to win so bad. Right. Mm-hmm. 
so that 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 was a good teaching moment for me basically did did you talk to those girls or no <laughs> no like you know some of most of the girls were graduating so i was like you know what that's not that's not my business at that point <laughs> that's, that and, my business. and i was your second and third year i know hey, you, hold on you before won. before we say that kenny i'm sorry but i'm um, going back to express right um because mm -hmm. like you said after you graduate they won like 10 in a row yeah, yeah being a female like and express the female sports team the basketball team is pretty known how did mm -hmm. you feel not i guess maybe not holding to, like know that there's like a standard but i yeah. guess you didn't really get to that standard but then after yeah. you left they got there how did, did that impact you in any way after you left or while you were there or you know um it didn't impact me as much as when it happened on the go so um so that like it and you know what the coaches do really well um they really make you feel a part of the culture you know, I like I didn't win a provincial at Tanaha, but they keep saying like, you know, you guys, you guys built, you know, you guys were the giants that they, they stood on, right? So they keep mm -hmm. saying like, we build the program. So mm -hmm. being a part of a building program is as much, um, uh, it's, it's, it's as great as, you know, winning part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Exactly. And then your second and third year, you mm -hmm. guys, uh, you guys won, eh? right? You guys? No, so I think the second year, we lost against Dawson in semis, um, and yeah, it was a, it was a better year for sure. Uh, we were better than ranked sixth. Uh, I think, I think we were ranked, if I'm not mistaken, fourth. Um, we won semifinals, uh, and then we ended up playing Dawson. And uh, no, sorry, we went, we won quarterfinals, and then we ended up playing in semifinals against um, Dawson. And we ended up getting a smack once again, I think by 26 or 30, something like that. So embarrassing that I didn't even yeah. go in the gym and watch just the, the men's game after that. Oh. Yeah, it was embarrassing. But, um, but the fun part about it is that our recruiting class, we were all coming back. Oh. Right. So, so we knew that, you know, we made progress and we knew that we were going to be much better the following year. And our, our coach as well, um, we had switched coach too from the first year to the second year. We switched our coach and Guillaume Giroux, which coach at uh, Laval Hello. today. Yeah, he was, uh, he was assistant back then because he was having another, another job, whatever. And then he came back again and became our head coach for my last two years. Okay. Yeah. And, and being, I guess, being the point guard, being the lead on the court, Tell yeah. us about some of the challenges that you faced, you know, because I, I know it's a, it's a tough task, you know, especially. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we can talk about yeah, it. I, I mean, you know, when you lose that way, it's like I, I, I'm, I'm big on um, being accountable. Mm -hmm. um, I'm huge on that. I'm all about, you know, taking responsibility and being accountable, whatever you do. As a point guard, that was me. It was always like, you know, I, you didn't catch the ball, my pass. I should not make, put you in that position. Um, we lost this game, then what should I have done better all the time? So it was hard. And, you know, as much as it was hard for me that summer, it was, it was much, uh, it was, it was easier in a sense that um, I worked even harder that summer, right? I, I put a lot of time in the gym, I, once again, you know, lifting weight because I was getting, again, bullied left and right. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm a tall point guard, right? I was a tall point guard, let's say. So, like, I wasn't as fast as the, like, chunky point guards, the smaller ones with, you know, that are, are tougher. Um, but I have a diff different type, uh, style of play, right? So, 
um, you know, I, I definitely worked harder that summer. I remember being either at Momo or being back at Saint Laurent with my coach. Uh, we were just working like crazy. Um, and, you know, it paid off. It paid off. We went uh, the following year, uh, a perfect season. Oh, Completely good. 25 and 0. So. Dans tes trois ans, est-ce que tu peux me dire la personne qui était la plus dure à garde et l'équipe la plus dure à jouer contre? Um, la plus dure à garde. Mm, the, the, the team that is the toughest to play with, it's Dawson, for sure. Yeah. Dawson is the toughest to play. Uh, the toughest to guard, mm, I'm not sure, to be honest. I can't even remember. Um, But I'm, I'm not like I'm not the best defensive player, so honestly, I'm not the one guarding the best player on the other side, right? Yeah. I got I got my I got my flaws too. <laughs> so I, okay. um, I can't remember honestly, but def definitely Dawson is the, the 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 toughest team to play. They were they were so hungry, they were so you know raw. Um, they wanted it. So what you guys do different than the the year after when you guys went undefeated? Yeah. What was different? Yeah. Um, experience. Yeah. Uh, I guess we were tired of getting beat left, right, <laughs> and getting stepped on. Yeah. Uh, Momo is not a, a school that people tend to like. They mm -hmm. like they don't like necessarily the the culture, and you know we're a French school, whatever. It's it's the whole English against French, like. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a it's an old an, another story, right? So, um, yeah. I mean, the experience came in together. Like I said, the core came back, um, and we we worked extremely well together afterwards. Okay, and going going twenty five and zero. Mm -hmm. How do you stay, Mike? Thing, how do you stay motivated when you're seventeen and zero now? Let's say seventeen, you got targets <laughs> on your back. How do you guys still stay motivated to keep going? Uh? It's it's not the motivation that was missing; it was the pressure that was on. Yeah, yeah okay. it was really. Yeah. it's like you were at at Christmas. We were ten and zero. Okay, we're like, okay, how do we do this? <laughs> and then we play, we play, and you know, we came close to a few games, like Dawson, a few times. Um, I think Vanya was close to us as well. So we, we came a few times to almost lose the game, right? Uh, but, but we always pulled through, and I think that, that, that's the experience that came in, right? Um, and yeah, so the, the rest is history. Can, can you talk a little bit about the core, the same way you help them? Can you talk about some players who helped you while you were at Momo during those three years? Yeah, well, like, obviously, I'm going to talk about Mariam Silla, which is, a, you know, the double double queen like i'm not yeah. like like my whole success it's it, most of it like is dedicated to her right because we played eight years together like you know when you don't like when you have a, a girl that is that good and that hungry like how are you not ready to put in the work right like yeah. that was that that's my thing like when you're the best player and she still puts like outwork everyone i don't understand how you're not working as hard as her right so mm -hmm. she's definitely one that like uh the best player i, I play with hands mm -hmm. down Um, and then I have Cynthia Sousa, which is another guard. Uh, she was younger than me, another a year younger than me. But she she was tough, you know. She she was a like one, a defensive stopper. She can shoot the ball. Um, we were really great friends off the court. But the whole chemistry in that team, like compared to my first year at Momo, it was completely different. Everyone loved everyone on that team, right? So it was it's like we were just riding for each other, basically. We have Steph Blair that um, went to Wagner and then came back at, to McGill later. Uh, she was a sharpshooter. She was great footwork, great hands inside, uh, but a four that can step out and shoot the ball as well. So um, you can't find that many of, of those. Um, we had who? 
and P, which uh, she's from uh, Triolet back then, but she's just like brawl a kid. She was just like, <laughs> she was just bullying everyone. She was just out rebound and everyone had a little nice, uh, a little nice jumper too. Um, and we have another guard that was my year as well. Uh, a quick guard from Sorel just can shoot the ball like any kid from Sorel basically. Um, and super good defensively too. So our core was so good that it was hard for like, to, to beat us, right? Because if Cynthia was not on, like Steph was on, and if Steph was not on, like Annabelle was on, like we were just like one after the other. It was just, everyone could shoot the ball at that point. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I wanna, for sure you had other places to go after mm -hmm. you are done Momo. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure you had somewhere. Why did you pick McGill? Or why, uh, yeah. why don't you go down, down south or? So, so basically what happened, I got a, a couple offers. Mm -hmm. um but my my great grandma passed away she she was the one taking care of me okay. right and i grew up with her since i was four years old so she passed away on my 19th birthday and that happened in december right and that's when you decide you commit really left yeah. or right so um honestly the whole situation didn't make me feel comfortable leaving okay um so i i wanted to to stay in montreal basically but um why mcgill um honestly i i played for ryan on team quebec um and if anyone knows ryan he's such a caring guy mm -hmm. uh when he, i was supposed to go on a visit so my birthday on the 16th my, my grandma passed away on the 16th and i was supposed to go on my visit on the 17th so i was like i texted him you know in the morning and i was like well i can't really come my great grandma passed away whatever so he's like no problem whatever um just hit me up whenever you can so as i was going through the whole funeral whole you know stuff Mm -hmm. um i was taking care of it right so that was a tough part and my, my ryan he made all his girls you know sign a card and he sent it to my my place and you know when he sent that like maybe he didn't like i don't even know like if he knows how important that was to me and he sent it to me and even until this day i don't think i told him right wow. um and that that was the deciding factor you know for me that was so important i just lost a family I needed to go somewhere that I felt comfortable, that yeah. I knew that someone would take care of me in a sense, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and honestly, I wanted, at that point, I wanted to be in physiotherapy as well. It was between Concordia and McGill if I was staying in Montreal, and Concordia had um, athletic therapy, whereas McGill has physiotherapy. So I was like, okay. why am I going to, you know, go something that I can, you know, have a bigger branch to it? So yeah. basically, you can be an athletic therapist or do part of an athletic therapist job if you're a physio and not the opposite so ah, okay. yeah. so that was the brightest situation oh no that's probably the best decision in my life I <laughs> <laughs> puis, puis, question, what was the biggest difference from CGEP to university none bro um, she wanted to do one every year <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, but, no but honestly um, once again I'm going to say the physicality um I, I was still small i came out of like cj at 135 pounds lanky kid um as much i was pushing you know iron i wasn't gaining much more weight you know um but mostly the the speed of making decisions you know when you think that you're going to be in the air pass that ball like you used to do in, in cj like the rotation is already done like everyone saw that pass already coming yeah. you know? so that adjustment the speed of the game and the, the, the making decision the quick uh decisions and stuff like that that was uh, the biggest uh, difference 
and and also you went to McGill is a big time school. So how did you manage school and basketball? Harvard Canada. Yeah, Harvard <laughs> Canada. Yeah. Uh, I um. So so basically, going into English school, I was like, oh, I need to, like yeah, so the first yeah. year, like let me read a book in English. You know, let's see how that goes. <laughs> and I ended up reading a couple books in English, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But I was so nervous in the fact that you know I wasn't going to be good enough to be in English. That I had my best school year that first semester, basically. Oh. Yeah, like yeah. somehow, like I I managed to just you know do so well in school. But then I did so well that I was like, oh, this is too good. Like, I'm too good for this. Never mind. So <laughs> from there, it was just stable. It was just stable. It, was, so it wasn't too bad. Um, playing. So like your first year, you guys went in. You guys won. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That must have been wow. You know, your first year as a freshman. You know, yeah, yeah. how was that? How's that experience? Especially you guys won here. You guys went to nationals. How's that a whole experience? Um, Your first year it was it was a great experience because i think it was it has been like 14 or 17 years 14 16 or 17 years that miguel hasn't won anything right so mm-hmm. basketball wise um so definitely a great experience and uh most importantly the the, the year before where they lost against uh, laval i was there you know they got upset and i i went to watch that game and they got upset against laval and that really like i knew how bad it hurt them Mm-hmm. you know because I was there and I was like oh this is so bad you know so you know I came in with a huge mission in my head knowing that you know I really want to get this done for these girls that you know that went through it last year mm-hmm. um but honestly we we were a pretty good team at that point too um so we made we made it happen and then at nationals uh, it was a really eye-opening more than anything it's um obviously it's the first time for everyone to go to nationals So we get there like a bunch of tourists, okay, <laughs> thinking that we're thinking that we're that good, you know. But you know, you go out there and it's a different kind of beast. Like girls yeah. are taller, girls are like you know six foot two that can shoot the ball, and we don't have that in, in Quebec, you know. Yeah. Six two girls, you go inside, figure it out, you know. <laughs> you don't get you get you don't get the chores to be shooting the ball that much, you know. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely um, a huge experience. I remember playing against UBC my first year. And I think we got beat by 22 or like 17, 22, something like that. Um, you know, you beat the first line and then you think you're, you're that good. You flip it up, they swap the ball away. <laughs> and it was that like the whole game. And I was like, you know, like it's there because they're taller, it's easy to beat, but they, they're, they're waiting for you inside, you know, so it's a different type of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was definitely eye opening. But since that time, I was like, yo, in my head, I was like, I got to come back here every year. And that was my mission, you know. I got to come back here. But the girl that was in my recruiting class, Gab- Gabriela Ebert, um, she's from Saint-Foy. She told me, and we were living together. She told me, like, she's voiced it out. She's like, D, we're going to nationals every year. We're winning every provincials we're playing here. I was like, all right, you, like, oh. you have balls saying this shit. Like, <laughs> like you know, I put, put it in the universe. I'm just going to keep it in my head. And, you know, hopefully uh, we're going to work hard enough for this to happen. And it, it, it's, it happened. Were, were you starting from the get-go from game one or it took a little bit so, of time? So I, um, I started uh, probably mid through the first half of the season, my first year, or maybe beginning of the, the second half of the season. But um, I'm going to say like the girls that were on the team. So basically how it happened is that we had uh, two that was a vet and I was the, 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 the sub backup. as a two, the backup two. And then there was a three um, 
that was starting that that was a vet and Gab that was a three. So whenever you know he started the the vets on and he would sub me and Gab in, we were just running everywhere. You know the pace of the game were too fast for the girls to follow us because we have fresh legs at this point. Yeah. You know, so yeah. we were just going too fast. So um, Ryan made the decision to switch it up, have one vet come off the bench, me starting. So I'm a I'm more of a creator. So I I, I was looking for the shooter a bit more and you know the vet this two the vet that, that was starting as a two back then um she was creating too so she was able to find gab as a spot up shooter right so it was more of a um a technique or like a strategy for ryan to to balance the lines a bit more that i was starting um but yeah, yeah. um so that's i want to know so you're at mcgill you guys are winning every year mm-hmm. um how was it balancing the student athlete life you know balancing both of them especially the school that you went to, especially the program that you were in. And you guys are winning, so you're obviously working hard. So Yeah. <laughs> um, it, was def- it was definitely hard. Um, definitely a lot of nights that you weren't sleeping a lot. Um, I, you know, there was a lot of parties going on. Um, you, you really had to choose. You really had to choose what you were doing or not. Um, and if you did want to go to a party this weekend, you, you better put in the work, you know, throughout the week. And you get to work on your party. But... Um, I was disciplined in a sense, and honestly, my friends were my teammates, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I didn't have to go out of my way to see some friends. Okay. Yeah, I had friends other like outside and all that, but you know, people that are your friends definitely understand your grind, so um, mm-hmm. they don't bother you so much. Um, but yeah, like my social life was, hey, let's go study at the library, let's go study at the at the, the cafe, and that was a way to you know to connect and stuff like that. But a lot of studying mm-hmm. that happened. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, and where where's the closest you guys uh, went to to the national? Like, c'est, c'est, c'est où le plus haut vous êtes allé comme une médaille? Oh, we, we finished. We finished second. My fourth year, we finished second. Um, it was, yeah, we finished second. We finished fourth. We finished. We finished fifth, and we finished seventh. So my first year, we finished seventh. I think seventh or eighth. I don't remember. Um, my second and third year, we finished fifth. Uh, my fourth year we finished second and my fifth year we finished fourth okay yeah because i remember when i was at um when i was at cbu uh mm-hmm. Britain, i kept hearing mcgill winning 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 and i just yeah. kept like okay this year they're gonna win nationals this year they're gonna win that and it's yes it always got close but never happened what what effect did i have on you going to the next season you know knowing uh, that oh, you're this close you know it's a i don't know i don't even know but at that point like you always like you weren't thinking about provincials anymore and that's the crazy thing yeah. it's it, we didn't even think about our conference and that's so bad you know, because <laughs> our conference were, were pretty good too but we were we were just thinking we weren't we weren't even celebrating you know our we're provincials sometimes you know and um and then we were just thinking about nationals and it was such a always pressure let's get this done pressure pressure um but i think the coaches um handled it pretty well and managed it so that we didn't we did feel the pressure, but it wasn't overwhelming in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. But we we have we we had a lot of expectation for ourselves, so it was like as much as the pressure from outside um, was huge, we put that pressure on ourselves first, right? We wanted to win that bad, so. Um, okay. And how was it for you, like that pressure? Because you remember you're starting point guard, so. For, and I know I know I, I played with point guards, and point guards kind of have this kind of pressure yeah. on them because they're. They're the, the coach goal, on the court. The coach on the court, you yeah. know. So how did you feel? How was that on you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing, I had a great relationship with Ryan going on. 
So like the first couple of years, I was a knucklehead too. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I made it hard for him. But once I understood where where he was coming from, once I understood what he wanted from me, and once I understood what he saw in me, um, it went really well. And today, like Ryan is like probably, um, if I had to walk down the aisle today, he'd probably the one be the one walking me down. You know what I mean? Like, um, and that's our relationship today. Um, so. Um, me having a great relationship with Ryan throughout my fourth and fifth year where the pressure was really high um, made a whole difference. And, you know, I had Mariam, which is a leader, but she, she was a, someone that showed the example. I told you, like, when your best player really outworks everyone, it's like, I need to put in work too. Like, you guys come in the gym. Um, and I have Gab, which is, you know, she does a bit of both. So um, we had a core and we had Alex coming in. We had Jen Silver. We had Steph. Like, we were really good, honestly. Like, legit we were really, really good. Um, we had two lines that could have, you know, any girls coming off the bench could have played, could have started anywhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was the type of team we had. Um, and the chemistry we had, that, I think that's what made it so easy. Yeah. I didn't have to, you know, drag someone, someone in the gym. It was like, hey, like, Marika, you want to go shoot today? Okay, cool. Hey, Jenny, you have time to go shoot today in between your two meds class? Yeah, cool. Like she, you know, it was just so easy because everyone was on the same page. So I, I didn't feel the pressure as a point guard. Like, yes, losing in like season games, I would be like hella pissed and I would, you know, and retrospect it a bit more and reflect on it a bit more. But um, I, I didn't feel like I did much more than the other girls in a sense. You know, I, I was showing the example. Um, I was putting in the work um, as well as everyone else. So it's like, it wasn't too hard, not going to lie to you. Est-ce que tu peux parler aux jeunes qui pensent qu'ils veulent tout aller aux States, ils veulent tout aller en dehors du Québec? Est-ce que tu peux parler comment la conférence de Québec est vraiment bonne, puis les positifs de peut-être rester, les Québécois rester, est-ce que tout le monde veut juste partir? Yeah, and honestly, if uh, I'm going to say, like, I, I say this to, to the kids all the time, and um, the youth sport is good, you know? It is very good nowadays, and it has been good, and it's even better now. Mm -hmm. um, and girls tend to stay a bit more, or they tend to go, and they come back home, and they play. So the quality of the game today is extremely good. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it, and I suggest that the kids go see it. Um, the U Sport final last year, uh, the year that just passed against, um, I think it was uh, Saskatchewan against Brock. It was yeah. a great game. Yeah. Like, if you guys saw Saskatchewan, the way they pass the ball, the way they shoot the ball, the, the way they find the extra pass, the rotation defensively, it was just great basketball. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, that type of basketball is, it's, we have that in, in Canada, you know? Um, and in terms of school-wise, like, you know, sometimes the kids don't understand that if you go out there and you go to a school that, you know, I don't know, Missouri from Vermont, from whatever state, county, the, the, you know, the, 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 yeah, the degree doesn't give you anything. You come back here and your degree and you're going to try to get into a master's degree here. You won't be able to get into a master's degree. Um, school, you know, if you want to find a job, like, and someone from Concordia or someone from McGill or UCAM against your degree, um, there's going to take someone that is, you know, that have a degree that is known in Quebec. Unless you want to stay there, then that's another story, right? But you have to think about your future a bit more, right? Um, there's so much to, you know, basketball, basketball is great. You can even play pro afterwards. You know, Alex Kisros that graduated from McGill, she, she's been playing pro. You know, Jessica Lubert from UCAM, play pro. Like, there's a bunch of girls that um, made a career out of it. Mm -hmm. So really, like, um, if you are able to dominate this league, there's no closing doors for you, you know? 
um, and I, I'm just thinking professionally after as a um, you need to find a job later you won't be balling yeah. the whole like your whole life but you have to find a job later make sure you put yourself in a good position to succeed afterward if if yeah. if these kids are like me that I couldn't go to school without playing basketball I hated school okay I was I was good at school because I'm I'm a point guard so I wanted to you know be a model everywhere mm-hmm. right for that that was a mentality for me you have to be a good in school or at least make the effort in school mm-hmm. be a good human being and you know be a good leader on the court too so that was all around for me mm-hmm. um and you know if 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 you ever think about school you have to be able to think about your future in a sense right um i remember because before i never really watched that many uh games like girl the only girls basketball to watch was for like i guess my home home team yeah or no where i was at yeah but i'm not gonna lie but when when i came to see you guys play momo i guess vanya that's when i really started watching more because i was like oh this is this actually looks so my thing was did you feel that pressure that oh we're getting people to come watch our games because of who you know like you like the momo team the dawson team do you feel the pressure like outside of basketball like on the yeah well honestly you want to promote the, the women's game as much as possible mm-hmm. and not only for us mostly like for for the kids right you want kids to and i told you as a, as a kid i never had the dream of playing basketball right mm-hmm. and and it's it kind of sucks when you think about it mm-hmm. um so you know you want the kids to be able to see this so you want to bring out as many p- people as possible you want to prove it to them that you know you like youth sport isn't trash basketball it's pretty good basketball right? It's not as good as UConn. Let's be real. We don't have the same, you know, <laughs> standards yeah. here, but um, it is good. We can beat some some Division One teams on the, you know, in, in the States as well. And it happened. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're going to go to a low D1, think about it twice. Mm-hmm. You, you can have a great education here and a great career here. Great career, yeah, yeah, yeah. Moi, si si t'es bonne ou si t'es bon, on va te voir, no matter where you're at. No matter where exactly. you're at. Yeah, but also exactly. put, school, put school first, student exactly. athlete, yeah. Exactly. Uh, um, um, after, after you graduated McGill, can you talk about what, what you got going on? Like what, yeah. So after I graduate, so basically what happened our last year, um, so a, a huge story. I wanted to go play pro after um, my university career, and I had made tapes. I had you know you know sent out tapes and all that. Um, but during my season, my last year, I I had a concussion for five five weeks. I was out, um, and it's the timing was so tight with provincials that I had one week to get ready to play at provincials. Oh. Right. So I like overtrained in that time and I, and I didn't train for five weeks. I overtrained for that week um, and I got back to playing at provincials. We won and then I had, you know, another week at nationals. So um, I came out of it with a stretch factor. I was playing on a stretch factor in my tibia at nationals. So um, when I came up um, after nationals, I, you know, I took it completely off six weeks, seven weeks. I was working on the whole, you know, um, mixtape or game tape, whatever. Um, and I was trying to send it out, but, um, Ryan was like, D, your best bet is to go out there and, you know, showcase, you have to go showcase. You have to, you know, show up in gym. People are going to love your game. So it's going to be easier for you to get it that done. Because if you're not a, a, a tall guard, um, that can really do it all, um, they can find guards everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like bigs and it's harder for guards to find a contract code than, you know, yeah. bigs. Yeah. So that, that's how the world is set. <laughs> So 
um, I had a stress factor then, so I was in a boot for two months. Um, and I went to last last time I went to check for my 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 tibia, it was still not healed yet, right? So I, I was like, I kind of threw it all out. And at that point, I didn't have an apartment too. Like my my lease just ended. Like half of my stuff were at Alex Kiss's rest parents' house. Half of my stuff are at Chris's house. Um, half of my stuff are in my car. Mm-hmm. So it's like I I was bouncing from home to home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Seas was nice enough to keep me at her place at some time. Uh, mode that wasn't at, ho- at home like she she let me lend me her place at some sometimes too um so it was like at that point i was like you know what like f this i'm out so i booked a flight to asia two weeks from when i started i decided to and i left for asia no how, so how, was, that, mm-hmm. how was that experience i mean so the whole thing was that it was really dark in my mind because i i had just realized that my career was over right mm-hmm. Um, I was in a good mental space um, and you know my friends could tell you that I was really not and I'm not normally super loving super nice and just chill I wasn't well you know um, that post-career thing is a real thing yeah um, so that, that got stripped away from me so I when I decided to leave I needed to know that I was okay to be on my own basically that was my whole challenge it's like hey you've been on a team the whole time you go to a new school you still have you know, t- 12 teammates or 11 teammates on your team, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you really don't need to make friends out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm out here, like once my career is done, it's like, hey, can I make it out this road without having 11 people to yeah. lean, lean on? Um, so basically booked my flight to Asia um, with a backpack and I left for five months. Um, and I'm still here, so I made it all <laughs> <alive>. <laughs> and when and when And when the idea of coaching came in your mind? Um, so... When I was at McGill, Aliandro, he came to the McGill clinic at some point and, you know, we crossed paths and he said, hey, like, would you like to coach? I was like, ah, not really. Um, but he, he planted that seed in my head, basically. Um, and when I was in Asia, I remember this night I was in Thailand, up at pa- in Pai. Um, I got a call. It was probably two in the morning. I get a call from Melissa Langelier. And she's like, hey, D, like, um, she was the coordinator at Team Quebec, basically, back then. She was like, hey, would you, are you interested in coaching, whatever? And I said, maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't know when I'm going to be back. Like, I can't tell you really. Like, I, so she's like, okay, like, we'll keep you posted. Keep us, keep us posted. And I get a second call later by Renaldo. He's like, hey, like, would you like to coach with me? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, like, let's do this, right? So I'll call you when I get back to Montreal. So finally, it just so happened. So I, I started, I was involved with Team Quebec at that point. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to Montreal, I found a job as a physio. Right off the plane, I got a call. Um, because I was applying out there when I knew I was coming back. So okay. I started applying, right? Um, and I got, I got a call um, right off the plane. Um, got an interview, you know, four or five days later. And started my job as a physio. And... So at Vani, how I got the gig at Vani, um, my assistant coach at McGill, uh, Ricky Bowles, which I had, a, I have a great relationship with. Um, she decided to take over at Vani as a head coach. So you know, the first thing she did was hit me, hit me up with a call. Right? She said if I was interested or not. So I, I didn't even ask question. I was like, yep, done. Like I didn't, I didn't ask about money. I didn't ask about no. involvement. Like I just said, Ricky, you're going to Vani. I'm coming. Done. Okay. And, that that's exactly how it happened. <laughs> the, the, the the coach at Mo were not mad. Yeah. Um, I, I got I got a few shots. Not gonna lie. To you. <laughs> um, but not by coaches. I got a few shots from you know the alumni. I got a few yeah. shots. From, you know people that are part of Mo family. 
you know, will be me. You know, the, I, I won a nationals at, at Momo. I, yeah. You know, we won, we won, we had a perfect season. Tell me someone else that had a perfect season. Like, you, you can't take that away from me, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, they didn't offer me anything at that point. So. <laughs> and, and, and what type of coach are you? Like, what type of coach are you? Like? Um, so, I can be the bad cop and I can be the good cop type of thing. Uh, but I'm, I base my whole life on relationships. Um, so everything I do, it's, it's, it's about the kid more. Um, I, I tend to have a great relationship with the kids just because, you know, I'm, I'm relatable, right? I relate to these kids easily. Um, most of these girls like come from the same background as me. So it's like, it's easy, right? Yeah. Um, I, I tend to motivate them a lot in a sense. Um, I'm super detail oriented. Um, if you try to skip steps, I'm not going to be happy with that um, because details matter. You know, so I'm I'm that type of coach, um, okay. but I'm definitely like a a sister they can lean on as well. You know, when they have girls' problems or you know other problems, like uh, they tend to come see me first. Mm -hmm. uh, just like I said, I'm, I'm easy to talk to, um, but I'm definitely I'm definitely a, a very um, I have a lot of standards when it comes to to playing the game the, the right way. Um, I think the game should be played in a way more than another way. Um, so yeah you can't you can't just kill the vibe of basketball you can't yeah. kill the flow of it right it has to play, be played in the same way um yeah it's looking like a point guard bro <laughs> like, yeah yo. yeah <laughs> and yeah <laughs> and you know that what's hard about it it's like not everyone is a point guard you can't yeah. you know expect them to see the game the way you That's see it, it. so yeah. at first I, I was getting frustrated i was like why don't they understand this <laughs> and you know someone a coach came to me and he said you, if you're going to be a good coach once you're going to be able to break down the simplest thing like if you're going to be able to break down a simple crossover into 10 different ways then you're going to be a good coach if you're not able to do that and you're repeating the same thing and they still don't get it while well, you're failing as a coach i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> she's sure she's sure que à cause de qu'est-ce qui se passe il y aura pas de team québec cette année yeah um Really, honestly, and I keep telling that to, to the people around me. Um, I think I have more fun um, at nationals in Quebec than all the kids. Like, I, I love going to nationals. I love, you know, doing the whole video, um, cutting video, like competing. Um, I love all that. So I'm de pretty disappointed. And I always have a good time with the kids. Um, obviously, it's a summertime. Uh, I worked with the girls, the U15 girls for three years. So Uh, these girls all they want to do is learn mm -hmm. you know they're so young and so innocent all they want to do is learn so um they're all ears all eyes um they just want to apply everything you say so that's the fun part right um but you know it's going to happen again so i'm pretty hopeful for that tu restes, tu restes en contact avec eux do you stay in contact with them even though um not so much because we haven't started because i moved up to u17 now okay um and we haven't started the whole process until like this all this broke down so it was kind of hard to to get in touch with them and all that so okay. but we, we like with my vanny girls for, for sure okay yeah. so uh before you know before we cut short this uh conversation which i want to keep going for more and more hours uh i want to put a little game with you start bench and cut Ooh, okay start, okay okay all right all right so kenny what was the okay would you yeah go no um it was you have to yeah start bench cut either but you didn't win at uh, express you didn't win at express okay no but would you um you know how you know how you, you started i guess at that around 
you helped build Express, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that whole experience, building Express. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Really, that's one of them. Winning a national with Momo. That's another. Mm-hmm. And winning and five, five years with five years at McGill. Which one would you start, <sighs> bench, and cut? Oh, um, I, I, I'm going to go start with, um, with Momo. Nationals? I mean, yeah, Nationals. I mean, it's not even Nationals. The whole season, we went 25 and 0. I mean. That's true. That's hard to beat. I, I'm yeah. going to say it again. Not many people <laughs> did it, right? So, yeah, yeah. um, that felt extremely good. Um, I'm going to bench McGill once again. Not many people won five provincials in a row. Like, <laughs> like at the university level. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's, that's, that's different too. Um, yeah. I, it, it really went hand in hand, honestly. Yeah. And I expect, uh, God, I And then since I want to know your, your, your top two coaches, if you have to pick two. Oh, you're putting me tight here. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to ride with my guy, Ryan. Okay. Uh, Ryan Ryan Thorne is as much as a great coach he is he's a he's an even better person I don't think that the success I had on the court um, would be the same with another coach okay. you know he and really got hmm? no go, go, go. he really got out of his way to learn about me or you know to 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 embrace the whole me with you know as much I wasn't good on defense or you know the whole thing he made sure that I was a success on McGill and I don't think that I would be as good under someone else's wing, okay. honestly. And, and the one, the, and another last, one. Wait, another okay. one. I have another one too. Wait, Ryan. Oh, Ryan. This is Ryan. Who okay, else? so I said Ryan. Um, I, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give uh, you two. I got to give you three. <laughs> uh, two, two, two. Okay. Um, the next one I'm gonna say it's uh, Guillaume Giroud. Okay. Uh, Guillaume coached me two years at. Uh, he coached me two years as a head coach at Momo. Uh, he was an assistant coach at Momo my first year, so three years. And he was also my assistant coach at McGill for four years. Okay. So he coached me for seven years. Yeah, well, okay. You know, so it's like yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's one of the greatest basketball mind uh, I've encountered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was a great – and I, I learned a bunch from him for sure. And he's – if you look at his um, success as a coach, you'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And um, I can't, I can't leave out of the way, you know, um, Daniel Lacasse. Dan Lacasse is one of the greatest coaches in, in, in Quebec, Canada, too. Like, true. so I, I, I was, yeah, I was, I was extremely <laughs> lucky to be coached by, you know, three of the pioneers, yeah. you know. So I can't, I can't leave him out of the, the, the okay. <laughs> Yeah. And last, last question for me. If you're calling for a pick and roll, who you want the girl to set you a screen, Alex or Sila? <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's mean, Kenny. <laughs> that is mean. That is mean. Um, I, I, you know, I gotta say, Mariam. You know why? I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down to you. When you play eight years with a girl yeah. like that, you know all the in and in, ins and outs, like. Yeah. Um, when I, I bring up the ball, the only, like the first person I'll be looking at is Mariam. Where's Mariam on the court? Like, it's such an instinct, in, okay. st- like an instinct at this point that like, I know exactly how she's going to roll. I know exactly where she wants the ball. I know exactly when she wants the ball too. So it's like, it's a no brainer for me in a sense, but Alex is one of the, like, and I'm going to say it and I keep saying it. Alex is probably one of the smartest player I played with. 
she she understands the game so well. Um, she, that's probably why she's one of the best passers I played with too. She she's good with passing the ball as much as she has a nice touch around the rim. As much as she has that little fadeaway, Kobe fadeaway that we call it, mm. um, and she has a great jump shot too. So it's like, you know, th- both are great. Hands in hand, two of the best players I played with, right? Exactly. For, for sure. But when you play eight years ago with with Mariam, eight yeah. years with Mariam, like you can't you can't go away from it. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, man. So uh, and then, listen, I appreciate you coming on here, talking to us about your journey and about the. The challenges you went through, and I really appreciate it and help elevate the basketball game, especially in the, in, from the female perspective. You know, yeah. elevate the way it is in Quebec because you are when you think of Quebec basketball, you think right away Dan Ross. You know, <laughs> you appreciate that. <laughs> I thank you for being on here for real. Merci, merci uh, d'avoir, merci d'avoir, um, d'avoir accepté l'invitation encore. Man, c'est, c'est un plaisir. Puis j'espère tes tes jeunes vont écouter l'interview puis ils vont apprendre de, <laughs> de quelques trucs, man, que tu que tu viens de dire. And at mine, you know, when uh, Seth asked me to do it, I told him, I was like, oh, I'm definitely not comfortable <laughs> doing this. Like, and, and, and even less, like, I didn't even know we were going on Zoom, you know? So, like, oh, now you just oh. tricked me on Zoom. <laughs> so, like, um, honestly, I, I didn't want to do it at first, but um, if I can share my story and help the kids, mm-hmm. um, that's my way of giving back, right? Anything to grow the, the, the game of basketball on the women's side, I'll, I'll definitely do it. So, thank yeah. you for... For thinking of me, thanking for you know, thank you for for um, inviting me on this. Really, and I appreciate it, man. So, for our listeners uh, listening, please don't forget to subscribe on our platform. Once again, my name is Seth Moa, aka SA. My name is Kenny, aka KJL, aka Freaky. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for episode five. <laughs>